Come on, white man. Bring the caffeine. It's going to make your eyeballs stare. Great. Oh. Oh, it is for us. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Joseph. Is he gone? Okay. Okay. All right. He's gone. Welcome to the Artlust Podcast, where we are an arts and culture podcast where we make art accessible to both the online world of art and the contemporary art world. And we kind of have to meet in the middle through Seema's brain and me asking some questions. Through uh, our brains. How about, <laughs> how about the, um, the art, like the collective pod what brain? Was that what we were saying before, art and culture and conversation? Is that what we were talking about? Uh, I haven't heard that, but I like that. I think art and cul- culture, art and culture in conversation is a good tagline. Write in and tell us what you think our tagline should be. Who the hell are we? Yeah, and also because I have not done this in the last few episodes and I really should, please rate, review, and subscribe for us on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. We haven't had a review in a while. It would really, really, really be helping us out. If you enjoy what we're doing, tell a friend or send us an email. Uh, We've Mm -hmm. had a few emails recently about people requesting to do interviews. I don't really know where we're at with that. We need to kind of have a producer meeting and figure out how we want to have that content. But we love that... You're reaching out and we really we, appreciate that. We really we do. do. And reply. if you haven't heard from us, like, I promise we've seen it. We're just, like, we, we all work. <laughs> this is our, like, cause I, the thing this is, is like, hobby. yeah, and, like, I don't know, like, maybe it'll become all of our job. But also, like, I think that we're the kinds of people who like having multiple things kind of going on at any given time. Otherwise, we get bored. <laughs> so, talk about not getting <laughs> bored. Today's uh, episode my segue, is queen. epics. Yes. And um, so we're going to talk about epic stories and i do i mean i think about i often think about the time before print and social media and you know like where your stories were coming to you from person to person like as an oral tale Mm -hmm. and so you think of these great epic poems like the the epic of gilgamesh Mm -hmm. the you know the the ancient ancient near eastern poem uh, the the Ramayana, the Mahabharata, which are both Indian um, poems, and um, then you think of like the Odyssey and mm-hmm. the Iliad. These were stories that you would sit and hear. Mm. And so you know, and so how they were, humans they were, haven't changed, right? Like they would listen <laughs> to each other, and like so when you think, I mean, I think about these, and the thing is, like when you look at the art that's associated with those poems. It actually, the art comes way later. Mm. Right? Like, I mean, I think... So, well, the oral tradition always comes before the visual. Right, yeah. right. Like, if you think about, like, the Ramayana, you have depictions of Rama, let's say, but you don't necessarily have narrative depictions for a long time. Mm. Even, like, the, the Epic of Gilgamesh, you have, um, you have poem, you have, like, images, but they're stills. Like, they're, like... It's almost like it's like the trading, you know, like these are like almost like trading cards. It's just a picture of the person. And then it's because the person who's looking at its brain is filling in the story. Because the oral tale mm, mm. Um, is so important. Yeah. So there's an assumed understanding yeah. when it's looking so, at the it's imagery. So like, yeah. it's, it's so hard to imagine given that we watch so many moving pictures in our lives. Mm-hmm. Right? Like well, we do now. Yeah. Yeah, but even, like, I mean, I, I one thing that I really loved reading once years ago um, was this idea that the, the Renaiss- what the Renaissance brought us was moving pictures. Tell us more. So 
And this is not my theory. Um, and I wished I remembered where I found this theory, but um, because it would have been in grad school that I read this, but that the idea that the Renaissance, because of the realism that was important to the Renaissance, mm. you're looking at a realistic picture. And so you can fill in the blanks. So like Adam is breathing, right? So you know it was the minute after God touched him. Mm. So you're starting to create these narratives in a way that you don't have, you know, like in ancient Greek art. Like if you look at like these early images of the Odyssey and, you know, um, if you, the so the, the Iliad is the story of the Trojan War. I was actually going to ask you, can you please tell us like a little bit of detail yes. about the stories that you're referencing? Yeah, so the, so the Iliad is the Trojan War, right? Uh -huh. And the Trojan War starts with uh, the theft of a woman, right? Beautiful Helen, uh -huh. who, who is known to history as Helen of Troy, but she uh -huh. wasn't from Troy. She was given. <laughs> I knew that you were Troy. making that distinction for a reason. Um, and she was given to Troy and then is basically they're trying to get her back. So the Trojan War is basically right fought over a woman, Helen of Troy, who's really an un sadly an, a, a pawn, a beautiful pawn, um, and then uh, Odysseus, who fights in the Trojan War, um, is then um, on his way home and he gets lost, so uh -huh. very lost, and it's many many tales of him being lost and being fooled by women, and you know, doing all kinds of stuff. You sound so empathetic to his plight. I'm, I am very, I'm very <laughs> empathetic to, <laughs> to his time on the poor island. Poor little of lost man. I know, poor guy, poor guy, poor Odysseus. I love, I love the Odyssey. I read it. I remember, I, mean, I remember that even the first time I've read it, I've read it more than once for school. You know, because it mm. art. The, the Odyssey is, there's plenty of art about the Odyssey. Um, so much. And so, uh, but I, I do enjoy it. I just, as an adult now, think, hmm, well, I could have made different choices. And um, <laughs> so, but like when you think of some of the earliest artworks of uh, the Odyssey, for example, you know, some of the earliest ones are an um, image of uh it's an amphora, so it's a wine vessel, and mm. it's all—it's Odysseus, Perseus, and the Cyclops. Cyclops having one eye, and if you like, if, you know, we can put this. In I've the seen Futurama. Oh. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but what I think is so interesting, and there's many images, for example, and you know, like uh, one of the famous phrases from the Odyssey is the wine dark seas. Mm. Like he he sails upon the wine dark seas, and so you often see images of in Greek ceramics of just a boat and you're supposed to fill in the rest of the story mm -hmm. right like you don't see that boat and think oh that's right on its way home right like you know yeah. it's gonna be a, it's gonna go awry mm. um and so like you know that the cyclops is part of the story because you understand the story you know and so like you see these sort of snapshots mm -hmm. um in greek pottery of odysseus but you have to fill in the story Mm -hmm. Which I think, like, if you look at, um, and I think, you know, these Greek stories, it's a good, like, trajectory. So I'm just going to stay with them instead of talking about, like, Gilgamesh or those other ones. Um, as they go away from oral tradition, you know, as you see, like, writing of books, mm -hmm. the depictions of um, the, so they have the Iliad and the Odyssey, which are ancient Greek. The Romans then take that and add to the story. They do another uh, sequel called the Aeneid. Mm -hmm. 
which is about Aeneas. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, and so then uh, Virgil wrote that. And so we have basically three of these ancient stories. And then they get, um, they could sort of get caught up. And then you'll have somebody like Henry VIII mm-hmm. in the 1500s who wants a huge tapestry cycle of Aeneas, right? Because these seem these sort of heroes, but those tapestry cycles will show and you'll see scenes mm. of these happening. Now, I will say that there are absolutely ancient Roman narrative scenes. So I'm, I'm not saying that it doesn't exist. I just find it very fascinating how the um, these these stories, as, 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 like as history goes on, they become even more narrative. You see mm. greater cycles. So it's not. I, yeah. I don't want. There's. I don't want anybody writing. But wait a second. What about on sarcophagi? You have lots of narrative scenes. You do, and like on Roman, you know, columns and stuff. Mm. But for these epic poems, the Roman columns were mostly epic stories of people they knew, like heroes, you know, like rulers and stuff. Yeah. Right? Um. These particular epic tales, I think. As we see them move away from their their original back the original moment, they become you see this proliferation of visual imagery to tell the story. Like mm. you know, you see things like in the Renaissance, so many Renaissance images of the Trojan horse with all the people around it. Mm-hmm. And like the horse gets real fancy. Sometimes he's like like he looks like he's been stuccoed and he's like a real horsey looking. And sometimes <laughs> he looks just like somebody was. You know, putting yeah, yeah, plywood yeah. together, like <laughs> that's what um, I imagine the Trojan horse to look like. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> janky with like weird, yeah, patches. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Well, I do think that's where I think it's so fascinating. These stories, as they become, I think, as the visuals like really take on, and it becomes less of an oral tradition. Mm. You could tell that the artist is thinking real hard. Right, mm. like you see, like I, I think about like the, um, there's some really great images of, uh, like Baroque images of the Odyssey of Odysseus, like on the island of the Lotus Eaters or with Calypso, mm-hmm. and they really make it so that like they're like the artist is thinking, okay, so this guy has been tricked. She has to be hot. There has to be a lot of wine. Like they're like filling in the story because they they're trying to make sense of it, right? And like. The fancy Trojan horse. I think these got the artist is like there is nobody who's going to be fooled if you can see through the wood. <laughs> I have a question for you about yes. this kind of art. Remember yeah. how in one of our last episodes we were talking about how religious art has one interpretation, and there's mm-hmm. only one interpretation. Mm-hmm. Is that mm-hmm. similar in the case of like epic kind of narrative art? Or that's a great question. I know. I was just sitting here thinking, wow, this is going to, this is actually, she might actually go quiet for 0.5 seconds while she thinks. <laughs> That's when I know I've asked her a really good question. <laughs> when you I actually have no like, idea. Oh. Yeah. So is it, I have no have idea. Like Somebody interpretation or? Well, I do think that, um, it's, so I do think it's interesting, you know, when you particularly like tapestry cycles. Um, so tapestries cost more than everything else art. Right, tapestries were absolutely the most expensive. Yeah. And so, you know, for Henry VIII, for example, to get an epic poem like Aeneas in a tapestry cycle, they would come almost exclusively from what is now Belgium and the Netherlands. Mm -hmm. There were some from what is now France. Um, But the best, best were from the Low Countries. Um, They cost a lot of money. And so you had to, like, sign up thinking, like, it means something to you. 
Mm. But I do often think about the people who are sitting in that hall. So there's still the tapestry cycles at Hampton Court, and I've seen them. I mean, the people sitting in the hall, these are stories that don't you could you could make meaning of, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I cannot... There, there has to have been people throughout history who were like, Odysseus made some bad choices. Like, they cannot oh, be surely. everybody who's like, yay, Odysseus! Surely, <laughs> surely. Yay! Right? I do think that, like, particularly the Trojan horse one is a great example for me that, like, where the artist is himself questioning the story. Like, like the quality of the horse is clearly the artist saying, there's no way. There's no way they were, like, really? Come on. Um, Right? Surely. I mean, if you think about it, now, I, you know, I mean, I'm going to go out on a limb and say maybe there was no Trojan horse, but... (laughs) Whoa now. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Big sorry, swings. Sorry. Big swings. Big swings. But like, you know. So I'm going to get think... someone who's writing in who's like, how dare you rewrite history? I know. I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But like, then again, think about us. And mm. like, if you look at CGI from the 90s and how so terrible it looks, we were fooled. We were fooled. So I would say, I mean, you could be fooled by lots of things. So I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying that those poor Trojans were fools. But also, like, even now, right? Like, not to jump to like a future episode, but I watched the new Avatar series. Oh, oh were so, we going to do an episode on yes, it? Yes, and I still think we should. But also, like, okay. it is so deeply overproduced. I fucking hate it. It's like uncomfortable to watch because um, it's just like it's too much. It's too extra. Like we're duped into thinking that like this this is this is not good TV. Like it's just not. Um, and I'm not going to be convinced that it is. <laughs> for another episode. For another episode. But I think that's where you're. What you're saying is like we all have taste. We all have opinions. And I would yeah. I would remember that everyone in history did too. Absolutely. Absolutely. So like I I mean there has Even to be like people about religious art and- right. Like there is like one yeah. interpretation, but people are always going to interpret it the way that makes sense to their way of navigating the world right yeah yeah like i mean but then i think about like now i'm thinking about um so let me uh, you know like in the tapestry cycle of the aeneid um in henry the eighth's palace they like um so like you know the the scene is about Aeneas. I'm going to read this, but the the scene is about Aeneas, and there's the the queen is sitting there listening to Aeneas, the hero, mm. tell his his story of, um, you know his 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 ship and he's traveling and you know all of these things. Can you imagine being like, um, so these would have been purchased? Let's see, in the fifteen fifteen thirty three. So imagine Anne Boleyn. Sitting there, right? Like, so she's mm. just about to be queen. She doesn't know it. You know, yeah. like, can you imagine? Or like, <laughs> you know, the queen, his own queen must have been like, ooh, that queen. Like, ooh. <laughs> right? Like, they, they, there was a literal queen sitting there uh-huh. at some point. Like, um, and it was, it had I'm been sure that's queen. exactly what it was. Oh. Ooh, that queen. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> that queen has a head. Look at her. <laughs> <laughs> So I would, I mean, I would guess that like, because it's not dogma, because it's not religion, Mm-mm. it's, I mean, that's why, I mean, do, to me, that's why now the the Hindu epic poems of the Ramayana and the Mahabharata are religious. So I think you don't get that same like option, Mm-mm. but, but certainly like, you know, 
I mean, and, you know, like, and I would say, like, these are, you know, the epic poems of uh, Rome and Greece were quasi-religious, right? Because they religious figures, yeah. like, yeah. like in yeah. the Aeneid, you have, you know, Venus shows up and, like, yeah. Zeus is there. And, you know, like, so obviously there's, but, um, yeah, I would definitely guess by the, the Renaissance, they are just thinking what they think about Aeneid mm. and Odysseus and the Trojans. Mm. So we're talking about these <laughs> epic poems and how people have different takes on it and uh -huh. how the power is often the story and not the visuals, right? Like as we started yeah. with ancient Rome, we started with the Gil Gilgamesh and the early depictions of the Ramayana uh, in the Mahabharata, that that's, that's actually story over pictures. Yes. Right? And that brings us to the second half when we talk <laughs> about culture I love um, this. So the whole world was not maybe not the whole world, but a lot of people were um, interested in. in hooked in to something <laughs> on TikTok recently. What was it, Sophie? It was if you haven't heard her name, my God, please go and look it up. Risa Tisa. I don't think that's her real name. She's done as much as she can to protect her privacy and the privacy of the people in the story. Oh. But essentially, this is a woman who has basically uploaded like a true crime podcast like onto TikTok um but she did it like all by herself and I think for her it was like a part of processing her trauma of this situation was getting the story and the events out of her, her body and her system and I think for her that took the avenue of just putting it on the internet because and she said, like, because I watched all of it, gang. I watched all 50 parts on 1.5 So she 1. posted 5 the first on two, 1.5, God bless you. Mm -hmm. um, she posted the first on the 14th of February. She did it over, like, two or three days. That's like, what she, I thought. My she, God. She, like, crushed it. She was like, I'm going to just get it done. And for her, wow. and one thing that she said in the videos all the time, in multiple videos in this series, was this was such a horrific experience where I started to question my reality Mm. I didn't know like what was real and what wasn't and like what was a lie and what wasn't. And if my experience can help another woman realize that she's in danger, I've done my job. And so her, she meets a guy in March of 2020. Yeah. Like, should we summarize. give the people a breakdown? Yeah. Yeah. Let's just do it. So, so she meets a guy in March of 2020, right? Yes. F March 4th or something. Yes. So like a couple of weeks before lockdowns, basically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And... They go on this first date and apparently he is like super chatty and he like tells her all of these things about his family and his mm. life and how he has an ex-wife and how she cheated on him, but he still mm -hmm. cares for her children. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, Stepchildren, right? Stepchildren. And it's like one of those things where, you know, and she said, she was like, wow, I had never really met a man who like spoke this much. Like, mm. and if you like no straight men, that's probably a red flag. Um, and it was kind of like, you know, those horrible stories that you hear of these women but who i would say like, actually in that instance i'm going to push back it's not just straight oh, men right like it's no. also about love right like i think that her yes the essence of her story is that when somebody you meet becomes somebody else that's a huge red flag yes and that is a story that i see all over the internet all over people just all over. changing like the biggest red flag is that you've changed after they get you Yes. And I think so she was like cognizant enough to realize that. And the thing is, mm -hmm. like, I think what makes her story so. So like to go back to the breakdown, she eventually she essentially like moves in with this guy during lockdowns. They shack up. She gets pregnant. She loses the baby. He kind of is like, I'm going to support you. I'm going to buy you a house. I'm going to buy you a car. I'm going to do all these things. 
and then like every everything he promised kind of like falls through and if you know true crime stories you know like these kinds of epics of people who you know these scam artists essentially like they are people who like kind of weave these incredible webs of lies that will Mm -hmm. kind of sustain them for maybe a couple of years before Mm -hmm. it really all kind of starts to disintegrate Mm -hmm. and i think Mm -hmm. that one of the reasons risa tisa was kind of so popular on this app was around valentine's day great fucking story great launch period like genius mm-hmm. <laughs> i think mm-hmm. that's really clever she's also like she's smart this is an educated woman she has like i would say quite a wide range in her vocabulary in terms of her storytelling like mm. she's she represents i think so many educated women and so mm. many women who are just kind of out there living life who are just like looking to get married or like looking to settle down and that was uh-huh. kind of her thing that she always said in these videos as mm-hmm. well she was like I just wanted to get married and I let that kind of like overshadow mm-hmm. what mm-hmm. my body and my mm-hmm. guts were telling me. I think um, to underscore what you just said, mm. um, that I think she's just a really good storyteller. She, I think she's like, I think a that good that's, storyteller. That's why, we were t- that's why for the first half we were talking about these epic stories because, you yes. know. I, I, wanted, I wanted to come to this student. as well. Yeah, I remember as a, a kid, a really young kid, my there was a performance, um, a very famous performance in New York City of the Mahabharata that was like 10 hours long. Oh, and wow. it was very little. And my parents really, my dad saw it like in like an ad in like New York Times or New Yorker or something. And he wanted to fly in. And I remember we flew in to see it. And my parents didn't have like a huge amount then. It was I was really little. And like they mm. really like saved to do this because it was mm-hmm. a big deal. And I was little, but I remember... Um, and my family's not super religious or anything, but um, I remember watching it and being having like rapt attention. Mm-hmm. And I've read, I said, I read, I've read the Odyssey more than once. It is truly compelling. Mm-hmm. And there are times that stories are so interesting. And actually, she does follow a lot of the same format of both of those epic poems that like it's like this all these things are happening but then she brings you at each episode mm-hmm. to a cliffhanger right like she's so good is, she's so is good Odysseus at storytelling gonna make it? is yes. rama gonna find sita yes. like it it ends up she is such a good storyteller and i think she's also an incredible storyteller like in this era right because yeah. she would like mm-hmm. tell you details and then be like if you forgot that detail she would like remember the video that she put the detail into like she's fucking ah. on it she's so good at remembering things she also kept audio diaries through all of this which is why her information is so clear but oh this she like was keep so she was like compelled see you didn't listen to the whole thing i listened to all of no this. i didn't honestly so she- i didn't <laughs> So she, during these like two-ish, three, three years with this guy, she was like, I don't know what it was, but when I first yeah, kind was, of started seeing him. Yeah, wasn't it just him, this February that he, this December that he went? Yeah. So 2022, yeah. Like 2023. Three, three years. Yeah. yeah. It was the summer of 2023 that he finally beat it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so she. Beat it is not the right word. <laughs> um, oh, let's not go back to tackle sacks. Yeah. Oh, oh, I can't. I, he wasn't Joe wasn't here when I recorded and I had to say that to him and he was like, Who were you? <laughs> so foul. It was a bad it was it a bad was so foul. It was the um, double Claritin that just don't do that. Shocking. This is what you should not do. Can't wait to put no. it on the internet though. But she basically said, like, I don't know what it was, but I had this like clarity of vision that was going on where something was telling me to just like 
record your thoughts because like you something isn't right. She also does an amazing thing as a storyteller because when she says that, like at the beginning, like sort of near the beginning, she keeps she puts foreshadowing. Oh, she's so good. Right. So she keeps foreshadowing in the same. And I think that's the same thing about like a lot of epic poems. Like they foreshadow mm. also like, oh, it's yes. going to go bad. Yes. <laughs> and so like early on, because when she says like he's talking and it seems so strange, you're like, oh, wait, that is strange. Because like you might not think that's strange if she didn't say it was strange. And I think that what she's I'm, I'm actually curious if this is a woman who reads a lot of books as well, because she seems much she, like it. She has the capacity to speak and tell stories in that visual way that mm -hmm. we have been talking about, right? Like, mm -hmm. she is so good mm -hmm. at constructing, like, the atmosphere of mm -hmm. what's going on. And I think that, like... We can all picture the car she wanted. Oh, and also, like, I am just waiting for Mercedes to give her that car because, they, like, it what... It was BMW. BMW. BMW and they did bad. already. They, they did? did? Put it up. Yeah. Yes, I'm so happy for it. This is like all I could have asked for from Black History Month, really. It's just like some woman who like is like, I got fucking annihilated by this abusive situation. And the <laughs> BMW's like, girl, have a car. So let's finish the story. So let's just do a really quick recap. So okay. I'm going to do it because- I think you're going to be better at this than me. I was going to say, because you yeah, keep yeah, yeah. going all right. Plus, you've already I, done the video. So like, please, I did. Just I have a video. You could go look. So March, March 2020, before lockdown, she meets a guy. She's calling him Legion. He um, seems like a great guy. They move in together, kind of shotgun. Um, it, during lockdown, she gets pregnant. They get married. Mm -hmm. They, uh, she sadly, he's. Seems it's like really a registrar off. office wedding. It's not like yeah. a proper wedding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lockdown situation. Yeah, and um, they, uh, he seems kind of odd because he is a VP, but he works like six to three. He. Claims he has all this money. He they start looking for a house. He shows her photographs of his bank account, but doesn't give proof of bank account. Mm -hmm. She goes through all this stuff. He he during lockdown and later seems to keep losing people to COVID. Um, he's oh, constantly right. talking on the phone to his brother and his family mm. members, and he even has a sister. He's gonna take her after, like, sometime in their relationship. This is sort of um, later, that to the barbecue. Yep. And then the barbecue gets canceled. He turns around, he goes home. All these things are happening. Then she gets a job where- Oh, um, that's right. He- She has to do a to security check. So yeah, we have yes. to do a so security check for both of them, puts his social security number, which is a different number than the one he gave when they were looking for houses. Yes, that she and memorized, because <laughs> she was like, because again, it was that whole thing of like, my guts don't yeah. feel right. I'm just going to write this detail down. This is so crazy. And then <sighs> she looks it up and it turns out all of this was, she finds his whole family on the internet. And yeah, she goes Facebook hunting. Yeah. She finds the ex-wife first and the ex-wife is like, oh, if you've called me, this must be really bad. Like, yeah. what do you need and to know? And the stepdaughter who died in COVID is not like, dead. Isn't and the mother, dead. The grandmother, yes. like everyone is, everyone who's supposed to be dead is alive. His twin brother has all the things he said. He's basically like been masquerading as his yes, twin brother. Yes. Um, but so he hasn't weird. talked to his twin brother in five years, which means all these conversations he's been having the phone were fake, which is so crazy. And yeah, then I know. Um, I think that's the part that like fucked up most people, right? Yeah, that was that totally. And then, hours and hours and hours of fake phone. My calls. recap is wrong. I got confused a little because I watched the last part and I got confused. But that's why so you got she... all of it. <laughs> <laughs> I watched the beginning and the end, honestly. Um I and um 
then she finds out he has a warrant for his arrest. So the cops say we can't like do a restraining order, but if he comes, just we'll arrest him. Yeah. So they arrest him, and then uh, this is like last summer, and then um, well before uh, that she like found him out, and she right, right. I think the best out. the best part of it is that she like sat down with him like super calm, yeah, and, like across the bed was just like I know you're lying get the fuck out of my house, you bitch. Like, and yeah. apparently the last woman that he like did this to basically almost beat the shit out of him. So like oh. he had this like, that's why his reaction was so huge to her being like, I'm going to fucking kill you if you don't get out of my house. So she, she was like, she was, she'd been pushed too far, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like, she basically finally, then he like, then there, then like the warrant, the warrant was like, mm -hmm. um, what do you call it? It doesn't work anymore, and so yeah. Um, oh yeah, because there's like a, a time limit then, on. Yeah, warrants. I didn't know. I didn't I'm know. Not, everyone knew. learned that through this story. I know. Who knew it expired? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, finally by December of 2023, she's finally rid of this man. Mm. Now, I, so she has the 50 episodes plus she has like the, the dozen or so from her live, and then I she had another I one. On the live stuff. I haven't. I, I haven't I'm either. not that committed. And then <laughs> and then she had the episode afterwards. Um, you know, like she's been doing some other episodes afterwards. And, so Legion did put up one episode, and then he said he's getting is a that, Netflix. Is that thing. real though? Is that actually him? I don't know. I don't know. Because also apparently no the stepson has come out with. Oh yeah, and so can you tell the people who Legion actually is? No, go ahead. Okay, so Legion is the name of this guy. That's yeah. not apparently his real name. Yeah, but that's the name that right, right. She gave, uh, gave this man. Right. Um. So Legion right. is like this. He's like this slippery figure, right? Who that's kind right. of like that's right. moves in and out of women's lives and scams right. them and like does crazy right. things, like putting his name to seven hundred thousand dollar deposits that like it's so crazy. binding. Like, like it's so crazy. Who does why, this? I know, well, and that's why I think she thought she was going fucking crazy. Because like, who would in their right mind? Well, that's that's what that's what it is, right? Not like, in your right mind. Exactly. No way. So anybody has right, but so, but um, but yeah. Legion supposed supposed the supposed Legion put up one video and then put up a, a like a story or something about how they're in a net, they're working with Netflix. They've been working with Netflix on a special. Anyway, but uh, Joe said. This really says a lot that she had 50 episodes that were well researched and then the guy only had one. <laughs> like, well, what is that? She say? she had like years of torment that she yeah. like needed to get out of her system. And yeah, yeah. I think that it's it wasn't until I watched one of the I think it was like part 48 or part 49 and you probably didn't see this Seema, but there's like one episode where you see her and you can actually see the mental taxation that telling the story has has kind of affected yeah. her because she got yeah. huge amounts of views from the very beginning because in mm -hmm. that first video she was like i'm gonna tell you my story because people love a story time they love tea right and because she was like i have an epic for you but also that first one was like what's gonna happen i mean it was really good it was she's really good i just really admire someone who like you know has just kind of maybe almost found their kind of way of moving through the world by kind of processing this on the internet. Uh -huh. Like it's not only she did not only did I, she get I that car, she's her, probably going to get a book deal. Like yeah, I guess, but I worry, right? Like the internet yeah. eats people. <laughs> yes. Oh yes, it does. But so, also, this is know. one of those instances where 
it's pretty rare that I think we see like most women on the internet come together and be like, oh, girl, no one's making fun of you. Like, we're here for you because what the no, fuck? No, it's true. And I it's mean, like- there, there is her neighbor who, like, there was some neighbor who made a video about how, like, Risa Tisa's lying. There's all the people who are trying to... <gasps> really? I did yeah. see that. <sighs> yeah. And there, I mean, you know, like, another thing that I find interesting, and maybe it's, maybe it is, I don't, there's so much, I always have such a kernel of, um, distrust right of but course. like there's all those people who are saying that he is hiv positive legion i haven't seen any of this because he kept losing weight there's a whole like oh yeah that's why right, he got like super sick but also like i do bad. think that narcissists and pathological liars when they realize that they're about to like get found out that you know yeah, yeah their, yeah, their yeah. behavior is going to change their yeah. you know i yeah. when i get anxious stop eating so like maybe yeah yeah, These people, yeah, yeah. when they finally experience a human emotion, it affects yeah. them. Yeah, 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 totally, totally. I mean, I think, to me, though, what I, th- I think is most fascinating about the whole Risa Tisa thing in terms of arts and culture is that I've seen so many pundits question, like, what does this mean for the future of arts and culture? Well, also and- the app. Oh, and the app. Yeah, absolutely. But I don't think like it means that all of us should be putting out 500 minutes of content. I don't, you know? has, like, I don't have the fucking time. I don't know what story I would tell. <laughs> I'm just not that deep, dude. I don't oh, have but, like, See, the thing is, like, I do content. have epic stories, but also like yeah. you can just see it in my art, you know, like I don't have to yeah. tell you because well, you can see you could see it in the way that I see. That's that's what I'm sort of getting at. I don't think actually I had a feeling. it's about I don't think it's about us each all doing 500 stories. I think it's actually no. about us finding our authentic way to tell our story. Totally. I think that's what the I a lot of the pundits are getting a lot I think they're getting a lot wrong. I think that the point is it's not produced. Yeah. I think the point is that it felt different and interesting like I do have to believe, and maybe not, maybe like, you know, I'm not an ancient historian. I'm definitely not a historian of ancient text. But I would guess that the Odyssey, when it was first told, must have been like crazy. Right? It's a pretty crazy story about a mm. guy who spends all these years just wandering around the seas. And there's you know, like doing solid foreshadowing stuff. in that, right? Yeah, yeah. Like the whole thing, like it must have been pretty amazing. Yeah. Um, and, you know, like, and I I. I think like, so, you know, I didn't tell the story of the Mahabharata before, but it's basically five brothers and five cousins who go to, who have to battle. Mm. Uh, it's the very shortest way you could tell that very long poem. And um, I think you did a but, great job. <laughs> but, um, but like, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty, um, the other thing about actually, I would actually say both the Odyssey and the Mahabharata is while it is so extraordinary, and I'd say this about Risa Tisa, that while it is so extraordinary, something you will never experience, all of those we stories- We hope. <laughs> Hopefully. Um, yeah, don't, do not get in a boat with a Greek. No, I'm sorry. And, um, I was going to say, just like, don't shack up with people you don't know. Yeah, oh, that's true, too. I mean, <laughs> that actually could also be about the Odyssey, right? Like, <laughs> 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 and frankly, the Ramayana, Sita wasn't really picking good. Anyway, um, oh, but uh, that, like, they're actually, at essence, also very human. Yes. Like, like I, I always, as a child, the Ramayana is the story of Rama, who marries Sita, and then Sita is stolen, and they have to mm. get her back. Mm. And as a child, I have very much felt bad. I just felt so badly for Sita. Like, just I just felt really, really, I always felt very, like, sad for her. And I felt sad for the cousins. And when I was older and read the Odyssey, I remember thinking, like, kind of feeling, at that time, feeling bad for Odysseus. 
Mm. And like when you read like the Iliad, you know, that you don't think, what the hell were they thinking about that horse? You don't think that. You think you think that these are humans. And I think that's yeah. where what Risa taught you. I think that's what your art teaches you. That like yeah. telling your human story is what's gonna it's good it's gonna connect. Yes. Yes. To go back to what we were talking about, CGI. Like an old CGI, one of the things that happens is when we look at that old CGI, mm. what we're actually doing is focusing on the wrong part of the story. Totally. That's also why when, you know, the Avatar movies came out and people were like, it's incredible 3D. I'm like, I don't care. I actually yeah. find this really awful and like migraine inducing to watch. And then the story was just Pocahontas. And I was like, great. So I've seen this. I've spent money I shouldn't have spent. And I'm being told that this is one of the, like, the greatest things that's ever happened in, like, film and, like, the industry. I'm, I just can't believe you. Well, I mean, I think, like, this is where, Storytelling's you know, gotten I watched, lazy. Yeah. I watched, um, uh, on Fast Forward. I mean, <laughs> I didn't watch Risa Tisa, but I also did not watch Jennifer, um, Lopez's new movie. Because, um, She's because. She's a new movie? Mm, yeah, yeah, it, it's awful. And um, I watch it because I'm trying to, I'm any listener out here, I'm trying to increase the the scope of my, I'm adding content to my YouTube channel, hoping to get followers over mm. there. And I was, I'm going to make a video today for YouTube about Jennifer Lawrence and how um, terrible the movie is. And like, Oh, Je you said Jennifer Lopez before. Oh, it's Jennifer Lopez. Sorry, poor Jennifer Lawrence. Not her. Jennifer mm. Lopez. It's basically like the worst music video ever, but for like an hour and a half. And um, but I was thinking about it. It is awful. It is awful. I can't believe I haven't That's even heard so... of this and I'm getting like the world's best breakdown. Oh my god, it's awful. It's about love. She's a love addict. It's was, it's did like she just do that film with Owen Wilson as well? Yeah, so that my daughter was like, is it the Owen Wilson film that's bad? I was like, no, it's a different film that's bad. Anyway, it's wow, with that. Wow, she must be running out of money. I don't know what you're doing. But um, she does have Ben Affleck. Poor lady. And, um, <laughs> but uh, I was thinking of, I was thinking about, and so uh, I, was watch I was watching it with Joe because I was like, because somebody said it looks like it was planned by AI. And that's why I watched it because I was like, well, AI is probably filling it with, movie like you know recommendations and yeah. i was trying to figure out what the what the ai recommendations were and so that's why we were watching it to make a video and um what struck me is because i was watching it while i was watching while i was doing the risa tisa stuff and i was thinking about how like really at the essence the difference is jennifer lawrence jennifer lopez poor jennifer lawrence i just keep saying her name uh poor jennifer Lo uh, lawrence but jennifer lopez was only interested in herself mm. Whereas the other thing about Risa Tisa is she was interested in us. She yeah. was telling us the story. Well, yes. And she had like those breaks in between videos where she would yeah. do an extra part to like address questions, like yeah. make clarity. It yeah. was very much about sharing with an audience, not just yeah. being heard. And I think yeah. that, um, I think that's one of the things that had people so hooked is that mm -hmm. it felt like she was on the phone mm -hmm. to me personally mm -hmm. telling me her story mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. and it's like mm -hmm. that feeling like I, I don't think I'm alone in this where it's like after a couple of parts I was like oh I know this woman like mm -hmm. she is mm -hmm. me in some way mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. she I don't know she just has this like way of storytelling world building kind of like mm -hmm. visual storytelling that makes you feel like you are a part of her world Mm -hmm. um, and I think that also 
she's just so clear with details and she was really, really mm-hmm. fantastic at keeping that thread through mm-hmm. all of her mm-hmm. all of her 500 minutes of content. That's actually the hardest thing about textual storytelling. Yeah. Right? Like the details. Yeah, yes. And I think that's why, because like she would say something and I'd be like, oh, I don't remember that. She's like, now let me remind you, like, this is how it happened. This is where it came from. Like every time in this like instant gratification kind of era where you would go, oh, I don't remember that part of the story. She'd be like, I got you. I, like, let me just fill you in on those details. If you remember, if you need a, if you need a filler, go back to this part. It's this number in the series. Like she was... Her so clarity. what do you think this means for the future of TikTok? I think that people have realized that they actually do have an attention span. It's just yeah, that, like, because that was one of the things that was wild to me was, and that's why I, I watched all of it. I, I love doing this podcast because I'm like, I'm going to make watching 500 minutes of TikTok my job. And, like, I <laughs> was kind of like, it's like the length of um, the whole Lord of the Rings trilogy. Yeah. <laughs> But like I did 1.5 speed because I like I couldn't fucking sit through 10 minutes for every video. Um. Oh my god, that was amazing. It was incredible. But also like I, I did it in two. I did a double speed and didn't watch all of it. So there you go. <laughs> I I really do think that there's like something, and I think we've touched on it today, right? Like there's a particular kind of part of storytelling that people are realizing can function differently on that app, mm-hmm. and I think they're also realizing that like not everything has to be in under two minutes, right? Like you can actually yeah. sit in, you can buckle the fuck up for an epic and have a great time. And like, you don't actually have to be endlessly scrolling the FYP on that dopamine coin slot machine. You actually just have to be engaged in how someone's sharing their story. Well, that's a great piece of advice, both for creators and watchers, mm-hmm. right? Look at me, I'm bringing It's a good place full to circle. end, full circle. Yeah, anti-doom also, scrolling. And if, <laughs> and if you happen to have some great story about being on a ship for many years, feel free. Put that one right up on TikTok. <laughs> it would be funny if somebody did. Some, I mean, I could see some like- Got some actor. Mormon stories you want to share with us? Go crazy. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, now that I'm a Mormon supporter, <laughs> an accidental Mormon supporter. Um, God, people are so I just don't funny. believe in judgment. I don't believe, I don't believe in- uh, judging from the hip, that is what I don't believe in. Hmm. Um, I believe in having information before I make my judgments and critical thought. Anyway, I think so- you are a rare breed. It's a special on TikTok. All right. So <laughs> thank you for listening to our Risa Tisa epic stories yeah. episode. Feel free to follow me on YouTube at artlust underscore, where I'm going to be putting up more content, including an episode about the um, cycle of tapestries that Henry VIII had that I mentioned today. Wow. You're just a content machine. I am Um, a content machine. Please follow me. Please follow me for my content. (laughs) And you can follow me for my content. Uh, Darkroom Varmint, Darkroom V-A-R-M-I-N-T on the clock app, where after like a month of unintentional not posting, I'm coming back uh, this week. And also you can find me on Instagram at Sophie Chalk Studio. You can find us at Artlust underscore podcast. We may be changing our TikTok just because we're trying to uh, make sure we're not on the Australian Apple Store uh and can't access the creator fund. So we may have some new details there for you soon. We'll figure it out. 
But, you know, rate, review, subscribe, tell a friend, you know, doesn't matter where you are in the art world or which art world you live in or if you live between them all or none. We just want to support you and we would love you to support us. And, you know, just like hang out with us every week. That'd be really fun. And, you know, I think all of us here at the Artlast team would love to do less day job work and more <laughs> more Artlast work. And speaking of that, we have a Discord, which like uh, we need the details properly, Seema. Can we do that next week? <laughs> I don't know what it is. I'll look it up and say it next week. <laughs> I promise. I promise. If anyone was wondering why this has been a lo-fi production uh, until we got a producer, like this, you know, this is why because we're both like <laughs> we have jobs and families. Yeah, uh, like it's your, it's your, it's your weekend. It's your time with your family. Um, mm. So yeah, uh, that was fun. I'm glad that we got to talk about this because I, as soon as I saw that something was blowing up on that, I was like, oh, I gotta dip in. I gotta know what's going on. Like, I have to, I have to understand like the what's happening culturally on that app, right? Because it's just yeah, that's our that's our vibe. That's our vibe. All right, thank you for listening.